Welcome back to Brain Place, a weekly podcast about epilepsy by people with epilepsy for everyone. I'm David Clifford. In this episode, PhD candidate Kristen Godell visits the show to talk about the ever-important transition from high school to university and what it means for students with epilepsy. If you're new to Brain Place, I just want to state that I'm not a medical expert. I'm just someone that has struggled with the ins and outs of epilepsy for almost three decades. There are many reasons why you want to pursue a university education. It opens your mind to a new way of thinking. Nelson Mandela said, Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. For people with epilepsy living in the United States, there is also a more practical reason to get a college degree. Epilepsy is a very expensive condition. There are meds, doctors, scans, and potentially much more. In the United States, medical insurance is associated with one's employment. Unfortunately, the jobs that may provide medical insurance usually require a four-year degree. There are many people with epilepsy who just don't get proper health care because they don't have an education. The transition from high school to college is hard on every person who tries it. For the first time in a student's life, they are in complete control of their future with little to no guidance from their family. There is just so many open questions. What will I study? Where will I live? Are Taco Tuesdays still Taco Tuesdays if they don't serve tacos in the cafeteria? Going through this transition from high school to university as a student with epilepsy adds an extra level of difficulty and stress to both students and parents. More so if the student's epilepsy is intractable or medical resistant. How do I organize and take my medication? To whom do I contact for my reasonable accommodations for my epilepsy? What if my roommates see me have a seizure? There's a common misconception that some people with epilepsy cannot lead academically because education at the university level is just too difficult or stressful. We've heard many people say, In my day, I couldn't go to college because of my seizures. There are plenty of reasons why people cannot get a college education. However, these days, we hope it's not because of a disability. Wait, in an episode last season, didn't you say that you dropped out of university? Well, technically, yes. Ha! Well, if you couldn't do it, what makes you think I can? Mmm, good point. Hold on. I see I have some backpedaling to do. Last season, I did tell a whole episode about how I dropped out of university because my seizures went out of control. In that episode, I described... Whether it was living away from home for the first time, or trying to control my seizures alone, or the fact that I was trying to do all these things that normal college students do, I started to have a run of really severe seizures. When my roommates found me naked at the bottom of a still-running bathroom shower, covered in glass from the shattered sliding glass door, I finally threw in my towel. I dropped out and returned to my mother's home, hat in hand. What I didn't cover in that episode is that 18 months after I dropping out, I restarted my university education. I switched my major to computer science because it was one of the few professions at the time I could do from my home. The second time through, I didn't ignore my seizures but worked within the limits they afforded. I averaged a tonic-clonic seizure every week during the time it took me to get my education. I did it. So can you. But that was ancient times. Yeah. My son Parker wasn't even born yet. Oh, kiddo. You're welcome. Mom, you're embarrassing me. What could you possibly know about the plight of the students these days? Another good point. That's why I brought my friend here to help me. Kristen Gotell has lived with epilepsy her entire life. She received a Bachelor of Science degree in Neuroscience and Biology from Baldwin Wallace University and interned at the NASA Glenn Research Center. Currently, Kristen is a PhD candidate in Neuroscience at the University of Cincinnati and Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center, 
where she studies the development of epilepsy. She received pre-doctoral fellowships from American Epilepsy Society and the National Institute of Health for her research. Kristen has been involved in leadership through the duration of her academic career, including serving as graduate student trustee on the UC Boards of Trustees, treasurer of the Greater Cincinnati Association for Women in Science, and appointed member to the UC Health Epilepsy Community and Development Outreach Board and Citizens United for Research in Epilepsy Community Advisory Committee. Thank you, Kristen, for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for inviting me. At what age did you have your first seizure? Oh, Parker, you're not supposed to talk about those things. I had my first seizure when I was a very young child, one or two years old. Um, I started with absence seizures, so I'd be staring and playing with my toys, and then I would just stop, and my parents noticed that something was wrong. Um, Yeah, so then I was diagnosed with epilepsy. And I've also had um, focal seizures, which I still have today, where I turn, I stare and I turn to the left and they last for about 15 seconds. And then I also have tonic-clonic seizures, which I can't remember the last time I had one. It was probably a couple months ago, but those are extremely scary, um, (laughs) as most of you know. And um, I'm really happy I haven't had one lately, but, you know, knock on wood. Um, But yeah, those are the types of seizures I've had. I've also been in status epilepticus, um, I believe four times in my life. Each one has been progressively worse. So I'm really hoping that does not happen again. Um, But anyway, yeah, that that has been um, a brief overview of my seizure journey. What advice would you give me, a high school student with epilepsy? my greatest advice that I could give you is to be open about having epilepsy. I was not um, when I was in high school and it made everything very difficult for me in a sense that people didn't know what to do when I had a seizure. And when I did have a seizure, it scared my friends, it scared my teachers, and I was unable to get the proper um, treatment and care during the seizure. People didn't know what to do. Um, I think someone put something in my mouth once, which, you know, for a tonic-clonic seizure, you should never put anything in a person's mouth because they could either choke on it or they could bite off your finger or (laughs) something bad will ultimately happen. So you just, you don't want to do that. And um, I think now um, in 2021, wow, the stigma associated with epilepsy is a lot better. I think people are more accepting um, in today's world with different disabilities. But, you know, I was in high school and from 2008 to 20, 2012, and it was still a little different. So I was kind of ashamed in a way of having the neurological disease. And I, that's why I wanted to hide it because people weren't as accepting as they are today. But I think um, you're, you have a bigger advantage if you're open with it in today's world. People are accepting of you, and which is really nice. This transition is so difficult for the whole family. What advice would you give to people like me, parents, to make it easier? Once your student is accepted to the, the university, one, you should say, like, congratulations. This is a huge accomplishment and, you know, really be proud of your child. Um, once you, once that starts to, you know, fade away, you have a kind of a couple things you have to deal with, with, you know, um, establishing a care team for your child in college to make sure that they know, um, the care team knows what to do. And this could be, um, 
You can do this really easily by putting together a seizure action plan for your child, which will include different medicines um, your child takes, um, what to do for each seizure. Um, like for my seizures, if I had my focal seizure, I don't have to go to the hospital. The person has to wait for 15 seconds for the seizure to complete. I'll go through a little post-ictal phase where I'm not sure where I am, but after that I'm fine and I don't need any rescue medication. But for tonic-clonic seizures, if they last more than five minutes, you have to call the ambulance, I have to go to the hospital, and I need rescue medication. And you know, people need to know if I have um, a rescue medication by mouth, or by rectum, et cetera. Um, I think even today there's some um, nasal rescue medications, which is a lot better. Uh, but, um, you know, people need to know what to do. And um, I think also um, another important thing, which I first struggled with in college, was to where do, where do I fill my medications? And that's a really big one because, you know, if your child is going away, then they need to know where to get their medication because you aren't there to provide that to them. Um, your child needs to understand, understand um, the schedule and which to take the medication. Um, I take my medication in the morning and in the evening at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Um, when I was a kid or a college kid, uh, you know, you're not as strict with that. And like, I don't want to get up at 7 a.m. I'm living on my own. This is great. But you need to, you know, let your kid know this is really important. I'm not going to be there to wake you up. And, you know, this is what needs to be done to um, allow you to have seizure freedom and have a great college experience without that seizure free. Did your university give you reasonable accommodations? No, they, they did not. Um, but, you know, like I said earlier, at first I did I didn't tell them about my epilepsy, but later um, I did because I you know I wanted them to know, and I had some um, cognitive deficits like memory issues um, that kind of started to get in the way of my academics, and my professors wanted to know like you know what's going on and why do you struggle with this? Are you lazy? Like, do you need motivation? And it kind of eventually motivated me to tell them, you know, I have epilepsy and this is what happens. And these are some comorbidities I struggle with. So I'm not lazy. I study really hard, but it takes a while for me to process this information because I have epilepsy and everything was totally okay. After that, I did get accommodations, which was a little hard for me because I want, I'm a person that, you know, wants to do everything on their own and that's just me. But um, eventually I really appreciated the accommodations because they helped me succeed and then go into graduate school, which was really nice. What was the hardest part about adapting to university for you? I'd say living on my own. That's why I actually um, completed college in three years. Um, so I guess my freshman year and my junior year, I lived with roommates and the hardest part for me was telling them about the epilepsy which again you should always do but um, for people that aren't aware of what it is and um, it's a little difficult and you have this feeling like I don't want to be a burden on you I don't want to 
make your college experience just terrible and you have to worry about me having epilepsy. But if you think about it, it would be worse for them to wake up and you're in a tonic-clonic seizure and they have no idea what to do and they feel like, oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. And oh my gosh. Um, each experience ended up the same and they were accepting. They appreciated that I told them and they also asked me what they can do to help me um, not have seizures if I had triggers stuff like that so you know it all ended great at the beginning of my senior year I bunked my bed so I put you know they're small rooms so I put my um, desk under my bed and my bed was higher than usual and I ended up falling out of my bed. <laughs> so um, looking back, I wouldn't advise bunking your bed if you have epilepsy. Oh, actually, I think it's called lofting your bed. Don't do it, I think it's a mistake. Because <laughs> I ended up falling out of my bed onto the floor, having a tonic-clonic seizure, and it was just really terrible. I had to go to the hospital. Uh, but yeah, I, I would not advise lofting your bed if you have epilepsy. So did your um, RA know about your epilepsy too? She did. She did know about the epilepsy. I, I did provide her with a seizure, seizure action plan, which is really important. And that's how she knew to call um, the ambulance. Right. So that's how she knew. If I had not provided her with a seizure action plan, I'm not sure if she would have called the ambulance. Transferring from high school to university isn't easy. But at the end of the day, it's all about getting an education so you don't end up like this guy, right? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? We want to say a huge thank you again to Kristen Godell for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Kristen. Did you go to college or university? Was the transition easy for you? We would love to hear any of your comments or questions regarding this or any of our other episodes. If you like this episode, consider subscribing or even helping us by providing a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your content. One small click really does help. See you next time.